Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Bonjour Bitch. Today, we have the incredibly talented Natalie Gale, with whom we'll be discussing defining origins. And Natalie is a presenter, writer, actress, model, DJ, and politician to be <laughs> extraordinaire <laughs> what do you not do I mean it's yeah it's just the creative life isn't it um you need multiple streams of income and it just stimulates the mind <laughs> nice to to get. yeah yeah <laughs> so Natalie let's get started whereabouts did you grow up and where is your family originally from Nicely put. So I am from West London, born and bred, and I've lived there all my life, apart from university and when I was traveling. Um, My mum is from East London. Um, She's a proper East Londoner, and her family are all Irish, um, and my dad is Jamaican. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Whereabouts in Jamaica, do you know? Yeah, he was from Kingston. He moved to England when he was like 14, I think. So yeah, he's not very Jamaican, <laughs> is what I say. But yeah, he um, his roots are Jamaica. And have you ever been to Jamaica? I have a couple of times actually. I went when I was really small um, to see family, etc. Um, and then I went again a few years ago, but didn't see family or anything. Just went to experience it again, and I loved it. I definitely want to go back. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> the food is good. Yeah, food and the people. Yeah, it was just amazing. <laughs> and so have. Have your origins, obviously they're very varied, mm-hmm. have they influenced you professionally? Um, I would say no, actually. I would say more so just being a Londoner. I'd say that's what's impacted my career and, and my choices the most, I would say. Growing up in London and, and having access to um, all the creative opportunities that you have in London, which you may not have in other places, definitely was a driving force behind me quitting my proper job. <laughs> what was the proper job? I was in banking. I was a bank manager. Oh, very, yes. very proper job. Yeah, very proper, as they say, but horrendous. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I would just say being from London, it was the main impact, really. And how do you think that your origins have impacted you as a person? Well, I would say, you know, being mixed race, growing up in London, um, you definitely find yourself um, discussing quite a lot who you are, your identity, um, you know, what you relate to, whether it's, you know, do you see yourself, I mean, I get this personally, do you see yourself more as black, do you see yourself more as white? I think it's something that people definitely always think has a straightforward answer. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't really. I mean, for me personally, it doesn't. I grew up more white, if that's <laughs> the way to put it, just simply because I have pretty much no contact with most of my dad's side of the family. The majority of them live in Jamaica and I, you know, I don't know them basically. And then when my parents broke up when I was a teenager and 
after a couple of years, I ended up living with my mum. Since then, really, it's that's been my closest sort of relationship and family. So, yeah, for me, I think it's always been an interesting one and meeting different people and what they say about it can be quite quite a conversation (laughs) and when you explain to people that so you're half irish half jamaican of Mm -hmm. origin but you feel british and Mm -hmm. that's what you predominantly feel yeah do people still have that tendency to make they want you to pick yeah but do you feel more irish or more jamaican do you know what i think people i mean in the uk in particular people will generally categorize mixed race people so that a half and half like myself as black. That just seems to be the general consensus, even in the industry I'm in now, you know, as an actor or or modeling, you know, I I get cast as a black woman. There is no mixed race. There's no in the middle. There's no, essentially my identity of who I am for a tick box exercise is normally dismissed because you know, you're one or the other. <laughs> what do you feel you are? I feel like I'm mixed race. That's that's what I feel. That's that's what I am. That's what I identify as. Because for me, you know, I don't I don't take offence. I have no issue with people calling me black. My point is, I'm mixed race. So to kind of dismiss my other half, you know, my mum's side, yeah. my British roots. Um, my Irish roots from her side kind of just diminishes part of me and who I am. So, you know, it it would be like for somebody else who, I don't know, has a bit of French in them or a bit of Chinese in them, they wouldn't want somebody to just say, well, you know, you're just one part of that and forget about the rest. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you're you're very right in your example. I'm half French, half English, grew Mm -hmm. up in Geneva. Um, and my mum is half English, half Austrian, my dad half French, half Spanish. So mm-hmm. they were already mixed. Then I'm a sort of melting Further pot, mix, yeah. <laughs> sort of European. And I often get that of, so where are you from? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm half English, half French, but I was born and raised in Switzerland. Yeah. Okay, but where are you from? Yeah. Where do you feel you're from? Yeah. Well, Geneva is my hometown. It was yeah. my childhood home. London is home now because mm-hmm. I've been here for so long yeah I feel very French and I feel very English <laughs> and then for certain things I don't feel French yeah. and I don't feel English yeah and it's just I don't feel why I should just pick mm-hmm. one yeah well that's I mean pretty much how I feel I mean you know it's quite a complex subject particularly in the black community because there's also you know there's a lot of issues within the black community itself with mixed race and how they feel about colorism and whether or not lighter skinned um, individuals, you know, have it easier. And, you know, it, it really does run deep. So for a mixed race person, sometimes you can just feel like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not particularly like fitting into that mold, even though that's yeah you know what I'll be classified as and then I'm not you know I don't fit into the other mold either (laughs) which is more more the reason why I'm like well that's perfect because let's identify mixed race people for who they are and what they are and their individuality rather than you know trying to put them in a box that doesn't exist. (laughs) Was it hard for your mum with you growing up and her obviously you know it's must 
if you don't want to answer this. No, you, no, you, I'm very open. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, obviously your mum being white mm-hmm. and you being mixed race. Yeah. Did she often get stared at or looked at differently? So or? me and my sister have a really big age gap. So um, she's nine years older than me. So I would say almost definitely with my sister, you know, and, and the time of life that was, she would have, you know, faced all sorts of criticism. This would have been in the 80s, 90s? Yes, yeah, yeah. in the 80s. So, yeah, I think she would have, you know, suffered at the hands of comments and, and people staring. And, and she has, you know, told us stories of, you know, times they've been places. She mentioned a time once um, just at the beach and, you know, she we were being stared at a lot and things like that, which, you know, to me, I can't even, I can't fathom it. You know, yeah. I think, oh my God, like, <laughs> but I think she was always just very headstrong about, you know, her situation. I'm sure once upon a time, you know, when she was young, she would have had to have made some really bold decisions because, you know, it just, it, it still wasn't the done yeah. thing, you know, even though it seems crazy to say, because it wasn't that long ago, but it just wasn't. So yeah, she did face some harsh choices, but she did what she wanted to do. <laughs> and so she was right to. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you define where you're from? So we've spoken about the color of your skin that mm-hmm. you define as mixed, you define yourself as mixed race. Yeah. How do you define though where you're from? Because you're not just British or from the British Isles or mm-hmm. European. Mm-hmm. You also have Caribbean yeah. in you. I mean, when when people ask me, you know, oh, where are you from? I'm always like London. And then depending on who it is, you know, you kind of get the, yeah, but you know, like, that look <laughs> why of, are you brown? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be so PC yeah, of like, how do like, I phrase this? What is my heritage? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so, um, and then obviously I'll just explain, you know, my dad's Jamaican, but you know, for me personally, I just feel very British. I feel very, I feel like a proper Londoner, (laughs) you know, like, because I'm very attached to this city and I've traveled the world and I just feel my home is is pretty much London and I can't see myself anywhere else permanently. So yeah, I think that's just how I feel, but I know that's not necessarily how I'm perceived. <laughs> no, but you know, the way you feel and the way you're perceived, it's everybody's own opinion, mm. but it's how you feel within that is the yeah. most important anyway. No, of course, absolutely. <laughs> and what motivated you to go into presenting, DJing, acting? So, I mean, I've always been um, very into my creative arts. You know, as a child, I danced, I played many instruments. Um, I went to, you know, stage schools. Um, It was always a great passion of mine. But I think when my parents split up in my teens, I started worrying about all sorts of things that you probably shouldn't worry about as a teenager and just the future. And I just had this sort of inner dialogue when it was, you know, crunch time and I need to pick what I was doing at university and how I was going to move forward with my life and I've always been very academic so I was always like oh I just I don't know which route to go down you know I was considering law but I wanted to do acting I did in the end go to do acting but I bailed very very soon after the beginning of course and switched to something um, slightly more academic I mean I made my life hard it was a a split course I don't ask (laughs) I wanted to keep doing the arts but then also have something academic on the side so yeah I ended up doing that I do regret it I should have just carried on but at the time 
I mean, who knows what they're doing at 18, 19, because I certainly did not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I think you no have clue. much I still don't idea. now. It's 10 years later, so <laughs> seriously. But yeah, as I say, I went into banking, um, you know, chased the pound note, etc. I did all the things that I was worrying about, bought a house, all of this. And then I suddenly realised after three years, I was like, oh my God, this is horrendous. Can I do this for the rest of my life? I kept having like out-of-body experiences and these meetings with all these you know, shirt and tie old men, basically, in the banking world. And I was like, why are you here? <laughs> so, yeah, I just quit. I just handed my notice in. And I didn't have anything to go to, but I just knew this isn't happening. I'm, I'm going to follow creative paths. And, yeah, I just didn't really look back, really. These are all the things I wanted to do. I love music. DJing was a good source of income. Um, I dabbled in modelling in the past, so it was just a natural progression, really, to get back into that for, for money, really, and to be able to afford to live a life and pursue things like presenting, acting, which of course are a lot harder to, you know, manifest. Yeah. So, yeah. And do you think that your cultural blend of London and Irish and Jamaican, mm -hmm. it has led to you being more of a creative person? I would probably say so, yes. I think so. I've got a very dynamic family on both sides for who I know. You know, my dad was very into his music. You know, he produced music, played guitar, bass guitar and things like that. Um, and always, both my parents were always sort of pushing us to, me and my sister, to get into um you know, just like different mediums. So we always experimented with a lot of stuff when we were younger, sort of, as I say, instruments, dance, etc. Um, it just allowed us to fulfill our sort of creative outlets. Um, and it definitely had an impact just having parents that just seemed quite positive about whatever you were doing, really. Yeah, it definitely did have an impact, I'd say. Tell me a little bit more about your career path. Did you ever find that being a mixed race woman mm -hmm. helped or hindered you along the way? I mean, definitely. I, as I say, before university, when I was doing a bit of modeling, it was still a really tough time for any woman of color, really, within the modeling industry. You know, it was like, oh, name a black model, or name a mixed race model. It was like, Naomi Campbell. You know, like <laughs> nobody could come up with anything else. You know, I did a few bits then, but. I definitely saw a huge change post uni, post, um, you know, working in the bank of just the change that 10 years had had um, just on society. You know, you can't turn on a TV now without seeing all sorts of shapes and sizes yeah. and colours on the TV. Um, so I think I've come back into it now over these past few years at what deems, you know, a much more positive time for just multiculturalism really yep. I'm experiencing a lot more positivity and a lot more opportunity which just wasn't there and I think that's actually a part of the reason why you know I had a lack of confidence prior to university about whether certain creative fields would be successful um, because you just didn't see that representation you know I'd, DJing you didn't really see women DJs um you know, acting, again, you know, you, you, you didn't really see, I didn't see that many people that looked like me on TV screens. You know, it was like a handful of people that yeah. I can still remember so clearly to this day. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a much more positive time. There's still a lot of work to do. For sure. But you know, I'm 
sort of lapping it up, as they say, you know, all these castings, auditions, things that come through for me, you know, they, they are specifically asking and looking for, say, a mixed race girl with curly hair. Not today, obviously, got braids in, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they are looking for yeah. me now, you know, and, and that just wasn't really the case before. Um, so I feel privileged in that sense that these opportunities are available to me and I live in a place that is giving me those opportunities. But also I think you can also feel quite fortunate that you are part of that changing time of that movement where things are happening, things are changing. And, you know, I sometimes think if I have a daughter one day Mm -hmm. and when she gets to that age of, you know, being 18, 19, and that she'll look back and see maybe adverts from the 90s or the early noughties mm-hmm. and be like mommy why is everybody straight <laughs> yeah. why is everybody white yeah, why yeah. Is th- what was on tv yeah no it's true it, it definitely is true I mean it was you know it's a much needed change and it needs to continue you know it's it's one of those things where like what you're saying you, you, you'll look back and think my goodness what was going on because you know we are forever evolving you know there was a report in the independent not long ago sort of it was a, a mock photo of what they believe people were going to look like in 100 years time and of course the skin was a lot darker they're saying we are you know digressing back to what we all originally were which was black people <laughs> you know so it's it the change is coming and I think the quicker everybody just sort of jumps on board and accepts reality um, instead of their own bias or prejudice you know yeah the better tell me more about what's up tv and how they aim to include and reach youth culture So What's Up TV are absolutely amazing. It's run by a guy called Bob Clark, who I will forever be indebted to, as he is the guy that gave me my first um, television opportunity presenting um, for Sky One. He has spent his life trying to do exactly what we were just talking about, which is just inclusion. He set up this company, basically trying to help underprivileged um, ethnic minorities get involved in things that quite frankly are so dominated by you know the middle class white in this country whether that's camera crews whether that's actors whether that's presenters he just really tries to make sure that it's fair and he gives a fair opportunity to so many people every year um, he helps and trains and the show itself is just a fantastic variety of things that are going on in the UK right now, really. Again, we see too much of the same thing on TV. Yeah. Um, and his aim with the, with the show on Saturday mornings is just to kind of showcase what else is going on, you know, not, not the things that we already know about and are having shoved down our throats 24-7. Just, you know, it's a bit of fun. Just, you know, what's going on in the UK, what's going on with youth culture, and yeah, just giving it a platform, really. It's really Making cool. it a bit more lighthearted than the usual news, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a standard <laughs> magazine style show, you know, and we do cover sort of current affairs and things like that. But yeah, most of it's quite quite fun and lighthearted and we meet some really cool people. Let's move on to DJing. Mm-hmm. What are some of the key musical influences you grew up with? Was it Celtic music? Was it reggae? Definitely not. My Is household... that too cliche? <laughs> yeah, my household wasn't. I mean, because my nan um, was moved over to the UK when she was very young. I mean, you listen to my nan speak. She's a pure East Londoner. <laughs> 
it was, you know, her family that were the, the proper Irish roots. So yeah, we're not busting out the Celtic too often, but um, <laughs> I mean, as I say, my dad was so into his music. We had such a wide range of music playing in my home um, from when I was very small. Um, he had a huge record collection. So there really isn't much that I wasn't sort of partial to, obviously playing instruments as well, you know, range from classical to reggae to, you know, pop to rock. So it really was everything. <laughs> there and wasn't how much did you start? What was your first contact with actual DJing? Was it that you played around with your dad's vinyls? Was it, what was it? No, funnily enough, it actually ended up being, so when I was at university, I, I started a club night and um, I brought it down to London and ended up working before I got into banking. That's what I was doing when I first left uni, just club nights. I worked with huge brands, Ministry of Sound, um, Egg Nightclub London. And I was just around DJs all the time. So it wasn't something I dabbled in before that, but just being around DJs and obviously loving music as much as I did, it just kind of was a natural progression for me. She was like, oh, okay, I'll just learn, but not with the anticipation of, you know, doing it as a job or, you know, um, doing it for money as it were. But um, when I left the bank, it was like, okay, I need sources of income. I've yeah. just like quit my job and <laughs> my well-paid salary for nothing. So I needed different sources of income and DJing just seemed like a quite a good option um, for additional income. And I just started to get back into it again. I was just really enjoying it really. And there was a massive, there still is, it's, it's still a niche, a female DJ. There's still, you know, a lot of clients, um, a lot of brands that want to book a female DJ. So yeah, yeah, just kind of floated into it. And I just love it. It's just such good fun. And obviously doing radio as well, it kind of crosses over. I've done a lot of mix shows and things like that. It's just good fun, really. It's like, it's not my number one um, like priority, but it's definitely an amazing sideline. And I definitely want to do more of it this year. Cool. Yeah. Where do you see your industry going in terms of inclusivity and diversity, both as a woman and as a mixed race woman? I think, I mean, acting for me is the, the long term and I see it to be a really exciting future for both women and mixed race women. I mean, or just women of color in general. There's so much talk and hype these past couple of years, especially it's been a really exciting time. I've met so many writers, producers, directors, other actors that are fully invested in this movement of more women getting involved with this scene. You know, it's so heavily dominated by males, yeah. but everyone is shouting about it now. You know, with the power of social media, there's just so much more opportunity to get women together to create. And it's, you know, it's just going from strength to strength. And I think it can only get better. I don't, you know, there's no going back for it now. You know, it's, it's only yeah. gonna continue to grow. And, you know, for me personally, with, with what I want to achieve, um, both acting and presenting, I, I do feel, you know, excited. I'm excited to see where things go because I think we've got a lot of power and it's gonna change. <laughs> go girls. Yeah. It's time for... The Bitch Fire Round! 
It's now time for the bitch fire question round. Okay. So I will give you two options to answer. Mm-hmm. The more we go along, the quicker it gets. Okay. So first question, dog or cat? Dog all day. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Bath or shower? Shower. ASOS or Zara? ASOS. Sweet or savory? Ooh, savory. Coffee or tea? Tea. Winter or summer? Summer. City or countryside? Ooh, it's a split bag for that. <laughs> I love both, <laughs> but I have to say city. I've been banging on about London. Exactly, <laughs> I was going to say, you've just been like London, yeah, London. Yeah, but I do like my country as well. <laughs> Long walks, dogs. <laughs> Vintage or new? Vintage. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. And on that note, what's your social media handle? Natty Gale, N-A-T-T-I-G-A-Y-L-E. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in (laughs) today, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode. And please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. Bye.